go. What is going on, everybody? This is the Cloud9 Podcast, Season 6, Episode 18. This is going to be our LEC 2023 Winter Split Power Rankings. Now, we are not going to explain you guys the bracket for the new LEC format. Uh, go watch the explainer video. That's pretty much what is the best thing you can do. Because the only thing I can really tell you about the format is basically... Um, this puts a bigger priority on top four moving forward, which is also really good. So basically, you go from BO1s to BO3s, then to BO5s, actually. There's no more double round robins for BO1s. It's going to be a single round robin for BO1s into BO3s. And how long have we been asking for BO3s? Forever? Like, it feels like forever we haven't gotten BO3s. Ever since, I think, Warren started watching League back in, like, 2017, which is the last year they nearly stopped doing BO3s because viewership, which is a bullshit argument anyway. Yeah. We've been asking for BO3s. Like, we've mentioned this time and time and time again, people. If you make good – if the teams in the league play well, the viewership won't matter because people will want to watch the best teams play. That's just how it works. So we've been actually advocating for BO3s for a while. I'm super glad the LEC is going to do that. Now – like I did for our LCS 2023 Spring Split Power Rankings, I'll be doing my power rankings in front of you guys and then giving you my, uh, you know, breakdown of where I think certain teams are going to end up finishing. Um, but before we do any of that, there are some few announcements I need to make for you guys. Uh, I know I've went over this stuff before, but I want to make sure I do it again because there's going to be some people out there who, you know, just aren't going to be able to, you know, probably watch the beginning of the show and they might actually skip forward to when we're talking about the teams themselves. That being competitive predictions is going to be like the series that Monty and Thorin do where they predict the matches coming up for the LEC and the LCS. Warren is not really going to be watching the LCS as much and obviously Chaz, I have him for that series. So for competitive predictions, for the LEC, I'll have Warren, and we'll probably do it on, like, Wednesday or Thursday or Tuesday. We have to settle on a day or something like that because, as you guys know, the LEC now is going to be beginning on Saturday. So we could have the episode out as late as probably Thursday. Thursday is probably when I want it to be out at the latest, but if we do it between Tuesday through Thursday, I'm fine. And it's not really just about predicting the games itself. It's going over the matchups and how certain teams like stack up against each other and that nature. And then you also have the uh, competitive prediction series with Chaz, which is covering the LCS. So the reason why uh, this week coming up, I you are going to have um, the L LEC first episode. Yeah. So not today, but around between Wednesday, th Wednesday through Thursday, we'll get our first episode done and I'll show you guys the format of that. And then after this week, we will be just starting with the LCS first because the LCS new broadcast days is actually going to be 
on Thursday and Friday. So the LCS competitive prediction series is going to have to be first over the LEC. So it will be LCS first and then LEC. And then if there are key, you know, matchups in the LPL, we can cover that in the LCS and LEC episodes and also with the LCK as well. So that is going to be your pre-recorded content for the year. And then also if there's any big, you know, breaking news that ends up happening, you know, during the year, like I always cover maybe a random player change mid split or, you know, other big news regarding LEC, LPL, LCK, LCS, then I will definitely cover that. But that is going to be pretty much it. Uh, I'm glad that LEC actually managed to change the format because just going from freaking BO1s consistently, like BO1s are never really the best indicator of who the best team actually is. You know, that's just how I always personally see it. Um, Last split, holy God, last year for the LEC was, I mean, I would say a shit show. I mean. <laughs> oh, it wasn't. It's more competitive than LCS. Great. I'm, I'm, Warren, I'm glad your standards are really, really there. I'm glad. So what well, kind of girls you gay out there in New York? What well, the fuck? Well, I rather I rather watch a poop show than watch a failing viewer. You watch horse porn. What kind of standards do you have? Okay, who who has the lower viewers? Okay, they said they're gonna fix it. <laughs> oh yeah, shut the hell up. <laughs> Just like they said, my dad was gonna be in my life too. So you know, we'll have to see how that goes. So, yeah, the LEC last year, I think there was some strong teams. The problem here is, like, a lot of the rosters were, like, the, specifically mid-jungle, were all, like, pretty new to each other, too. And that comes with its own set of issues as well. Um, the biggest offseason move that I saw, personally, in the offseason, what, I mean, you could probably tell this was going to happen, you know, with Fnatic, because Fnatic had a lot of issues, and we saw it in their gameplay, they weren't playing good at all, actually, is that they actually chose to bring back Reckless again. Now, if you guys don't actually know this, uh, Reckless first started playing in the LEC, or the EU LCS, a long time ago, back in 2013, he would, like, help Copenhagen Wolves in some games, he went, was on Fnatic, couldn't play for Fnatic initially because he was too young, eventually got a bit older to play on Fnatic, played on Fnatic, left Fnatic for Alliance, that failed, went back to Fnatic, played for Fnatic for a while, then left Fnatic for G2, who was consistently winning the LEC. And then after that, he literally went to, you know, G2, like I just mentioned. Then after that, he obviously failed with G2, went to Carmine Corp, Fnatic ended up getting upset. And they then did win the Masters with Carmine, though. I'm not saying that's much, but I mean. <laughs> no, no, I, I'm not laughing at that. It's just the aspect that Fnatic keeps taking this guy back. After he clearly shows them when he sees a better opportunity, he's leaving them. Well, uh, you know? Well, it's more than that. I think there was a conflict of interest because Fnatic didn't do well in spring, right? And, and they, they had that, like, luck of lucky resurgence because let's be honest even though reckless is an accomplished adc i'm not gonna like elaborate on this too much i think they basically realized that humanoid is their franchise player play through him yeah and that reckless is 
guaranteed. I mean, Upset wanted to play through bot lane, and that was the rumor why they, they yeah. left. And I think that's another thing that we'll talk about later when we get to Fnatic, because that's going to be a whole bunch of fucking things to untangle. Guys, there's going to be a good amount to untangle with a lot of these teams. That's why I say I'm going to take too long with this. But that was one of the biggest off-season moves to a lot of people when it comes to, like, Fnatic and Reckless. And I don't really think they'll be performing that well with him, honestly. Uh, I think Upset was such a valuable player for them. Like, coming in, people already doubted him, and then he proved why he was so, so good. And then they were like, you know what, we'll just get rid of this guy. But... I understand there's more to it than that. So I'm going to share my screen. I'm going to bring up my notepad. Uh, Warren, I'm pretty sure, has his own list because I told him to make, make sure he has his own list. I'm going to make my list, obviously, with you guys. Obviously, ordering teams 10 through, you know, one. Remember, oh, this guys, is easy for me, so don't worry. For, format. Remember, guys, the format has changed. So basically – after the first single round robin, if you do not make top eight, you are out. So this easily takes away dog shit teams like, you know, BDS and bottom feeders like Astralis and SK usually are in that mix. So if you want to make top eight, you're going to have to win more games this time around. So we have 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, and 1. Okay, so... We're gonna go through this. I'm gonna make this a tiny bit bigger for you guys, and we're gonna be going through that. All right, so man, I, I oh my god, I've actually talked to you about a lot of the offseason stuff. Actually, what did you think about most of the offseason stuff going on for the LEC? I thought there were. I have a few. I have a lot of questions. There's a lot of question marks. Um, mm -hmm. I think. I think. Uh, there's a lot of new talent that I saw come in, which was good. But I think some players should have, like, retired personally. But that's just my opinion. You're muted, by the way. Every year this man calls it. Every year. Nico well, never I, retire. Okay, okay, <laughs> let, okay let, me, let me put one in perspective, right? Odawamne, right? He wins LEC. Happy for the guy. Not saying mm -hmm. he's a bad player. But we saw that he just couldn't hold... He couldn't um, hold up to any of the Eastern top laners. Like, oh, I agree. Yeah. If he didn't have Maokai, they weren't winning a game. Like, mm -hmm. and like, I think, like I said, I think that XL will talk about them, but like Pillasang, I think he should. I think Pillasang's on that Lions. Yeah, I think bringing some new Pillasang's been around for a long. It's just sometimes it's just okay. it's okay. To leave it, and we've seen it in LCS with 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 uh, double double wheelchair and Bergerson. So I mean, <laughs> like like so. I mean, that's just my opinion. But we'll we'll once we go down the list, I'll I'll get. All right, you, you want to go first or me? Uh yeah, I have uh team. Uh, I have actually team BDS. Oh, thank 10. God, I had them too. I was like, this team um, sucks. <laughs> All right, so let's go over that. No, I was like, this team is I, – I knew they were 10th. All right, so for who hasn't been following the offseason, we'll go over the rosters and we'll go over why, why we put the teams in a certain place. Team BS's roster is Adam, that same Adam who had that 0-4 Aurelia game where he got completely destroyed. He got absolutely ass-railed. He was on Fnatic, as you guys remember. He performed okay. People overhyped him, you know, and then he got sent. He was playing on BDS, got sent down to the ERLs. They're like, you know what? 
Let's just bring you back. Shiel, I don't remember seeing this. I remember I saw him in uh, the ERLs too. I remember I saw their jungler. I was like, I, I've seen a few games from him. I'm not that impressed. You have Crowny, Lebrov. I mean, like, okay. I mean, they could be bad. dark. I think there could be like a squeeze in for for the last spot if because Crown Shot did make. Remember with the team with Leader and and right. Genda the, and yeah. uh, and Self Made, they made playoffs mm-hmm. and they took Fnatic to you know. But, yeah, yeah. So maybe it might work off, but just off of past experience, I'm just playing it safe. And maybe Adam has learned his non inting <laughs> ways. So uh, has he learned uh, not to run it down? Uh, I, 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 the only thing I, do, I'm not sure is Syncroft still on the team or no, no. Okay, so they, they, which did he go to a different team? That's what I, I don't know. The thing here is like I'm not too sure if they don't have grabs on the team anymore. I think grabs tried to give them the best drafts, but people need to understand the thing about draft is it doesn't matter how good you drafted the players can't play out the draft. It really doesn't matter. He gave them drafts where like yeah they're gonna get early game advantages too. But none of the players were good enough to ever play out any of those drafts. They would get even early game advantages, too. And I, and I know people are going to be like, but then they beat Fnatic and almost beat G2. Guys, let's be completely 100% honest here. G2 were running it that game. And so was Fnatic. And the thing here, when you were watching some of these BDS games, you never got the sense that they were ever going to win the game. That they were actually only ahead based off the early game champions that grabs would give them. Like... Crowney never has been like a he's been an all right ADC. LeBrov was one of the worst supports in the league last year. Like, I think he had one decent standout game with Vitality when they're facing Excel in spring. That one Nautilus game he had, he was awful. Uh, uh, I don't know. I, I think he was just, I think he just was put too much pressure on that team because that could also play it. You know, when you have such high expectations. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that's it's because remember, like I said, with the with the leader mm-hmm. leader self mage again the team he did he did fine he was considered a top a top five support mm-hmm. so maybe that expectation also maybe cars he just doesn't wasn't a good fit for him um so yeah it, you know I don't, I don't know but uh, I, I just like I said I have them tenth uh, also I, factoring in if you have a new mid jungle synergy of new players rookies just coming in it's like come on, like, how's that going to compete with a lot of these teams? Yeah, so that's why I have BDS last. Also, you got to factor in the investment, the money that they could throw at some players to get the best roster, they don't even do that. Like, not even just having the best roster, because we know that doesn't always work, but they could, if they have enough money, as a lot, a lot, as a lot of people said, they can get better than this. Like, they could get way better. Come on, like, Yankos, Niski, so, some people... It's telling me this is all you can afford as an org that wants to compete and win titles. Maybe, maybe they have. Again, we don't. This there's a lot behind because you could say the same thing for Vitality, right? That money had a way more expensive ro- yeah. roster than BDS, and they didn't even. And if we want to even go to LCS, um, Team Liquid was an expensive roster. They didn't make expensive is an understatement. That was a <laughs> billionaire roster. <laughs> Holy <Yes>. crap! <laughs> so, all right. Um, yeah. So let's go to uh, BDS for me is 10th. This is just – oh, to be fair, remember, BDS isn't as that bad this time. You need to win a few games to get top eight. Can they do that? I don't know. I, I really don't know, honestly. This roster just looks so bad. All right, so let's go. What is your ninth pick, dude? Uh, My ninth pick, um, it's 
Uh, it's hard, but I'm going to say uh, Astralis only because... That was mine too, actually. Uh, only only because there's a lot of there's a lot of hype. I think they could be a good sixth, fifth place team if they... Because mm-hmm. I think Finn and Habe and Dior, they all play good. They almost made right. playoffs with Vizichachi. And mm-hmm. I think they correct that with Finn because I think Finn's a way better top lane. Vizichachi. You don't like old man Vizichachi? <laughs> yeah, another person that should have retired, but whatever. Okay, that that I do agree with you. That guy should have retired uh, years ago. And uh, one one three is like a hyped up player from the ER. So if he pops off, maybe. Um, I think mm-hmm. that's good. And then Zhang Hoon and Kabe, really good synergy. So this team has potential to be a fifth place to mm-hmm. eighth place team, but Again, uh, I, I'm gonna play it safe and I'll put them nice. All right, everyone who's watching, Astralis's roster is Finn, 113, Dejour, Kabe, and Jang Hoon. So I was really impressed with Jang Hoon last blood. I thought he was the one piece that this team needed to get them over the finish line. I thought his pipe games were impressive, his bar games were impressive. This was an impressive player. They actually got a pretty good support. I mean, coming off a of promise queue, I, I mean, pretty much anything is better, but Jang Hoon. I thought played pretty well. I thought definitely deserved even like all pro team nods for how well he was playing. And Astralis last split, there were moments where if they had won just a few more games, they actually could have made playoffs over Fnatic. It was a very real scenario. If they had won just a few more games against, uh, they had lost a few of the key early games in the beginning part of the split, and they had won a few more games in the latter part of the split, they could have actually made playoffs. Kabe, I think, was fine with Jing Hoon. Not the best, not the worst, just... About where I would have Crownie at, just an okay ADC, nothing special. Dejour had some pop-off games on Rise and Vex, but nothing really crazy. You know, is he going to be the guy to go, give me the carry mid laner, I'm going to carry the game? He tries. I can respect it, but it's just better players at doing it. 1-1-3 is apparently one of the worst junglers they could have ever brought in because he was on... Carmine Corp. A lot of people think he's going to be one of the worst players in the league, actually. Keep in mind... As he is 18 years old, he can grow and get better. I've seen players start really, really bad and get extremely better. But that's also the latter half where a player starts, you know, just bad and just stays bad, you know. Um, but taking that kind of a risk on a player who already was deemed the worst jungler in the academy system and thinking that is going to work in the LEC, I don't know. Like, we saw that happen with Kenvi on Immortals, and that did not look very good. So, that's what I think about one three three one. Yeah, Finn. I think okay. Finn has some pop off games. Like he can pop off, but the problem here with Finn is he can only really pop off on like Kled and like Camille. Very few carry top laners, right? He's not like a he's not NHL. dog shit. Any trucks? Yeah, he has three good champions. He plays very well, but if you don't play, if, if, there's, if there's a meta where he can't play them. He just kind of falls apart. And we saw it on XL last split. He, he, when he has bad weeks, it's really bad. Like, he's such a huge detriment to his team. So that's why I would have them at ninth. They they have pieces, like Warren said, that can probably get you a seventh, sixth spot. But the problem here with bottom tier teams, guys, is that if they improve on their rosters, well, top tier teams do the same thing too, actually. So, yeah, I have Astralis at ninth place too. All right, Warren, what's your eighth place team? I think Warren's dead. Hello? 
Mr. New York man? Oh, I, I thought I said – I'm going to go with SK. I think their roster okay. is, has a really uh, – and I, I think they will finally make they, – they're the last place team, and I think that they have a chance to be really good with Marcoon. <laughs> Irrelevant showed that he was a really good rookie top player coming in for Herit, and they, they made playoffs with MS, MSF. X-Kick mm-hmm. is a really good – I've been watching his streams. He's a really good um, ADC. I've seen him. Mm-hmm. Uh, like almost – He's. I think he's like top 20 on the ladder right now. Um, I think their jungler, I believe, is Yike. I, I'm not – not Yike. No, no. Yike is on uh, G2. Yike's on G2. Um, SK has Markun. Oh, yeah. Mark, I'm not sorry, Markun. So I, I think uh, – Oh, and I think it's Doss, the uh, – I remember who the, that uh, was. The support, yeah, I remember that guy. Yeah, I think I think he apparently has like a high potential ceiling, like, but he's it's like one of those dart ops where he's very very good, but apparently he's toxic or something. That's the rumor or whatever. So, um, I don't know. Like again, SK, I, there were times last season where they could have made playoffs, but then they just had some bad games. Um, I, I like I like the organization, but I have to be realistic, and I have them eighth. Yo, what's up, Oliver? How you doing, man? So, SK Gaming, they're usually always like a, an eighth to sixth place org with their rosters, usually. They're usually always in that area. Now, SK Gaming's roster, for everyone who's watching, is irrelevant, Marcoon, Certis, Exekick, and Doss. Now, Doss played on Misfits uh, back when Febivin was still in the league, and he was playing on Misfits for a bit, and they chose to get rid of the other guy and swap him with Kabe with the bot lane with a support swap because they thought the synergy was much better between Doss and Kabe over the other guy. I forgot the other guy's name, actually. Oh, God, I forgot his name. But... I thought the other guy was way better, though. If anyone can remember the guy that DOS switched out, thank you for that. But I remember that they did this support swap, and a lot of people, like Warren said, deemed DOS toxic, and they thought that was a really bad move. But DOS, to me... Uh, Denik? It was Denik, yeah, thank you. Oh, my God, I just couldn't remember his fucking name. So they swapped out those two, and, like... I have to agree with people. I think Denik was just better, honestly. Like, DOS came in, and he played a... I mean, anyone can really play Nautilus well. I mean, he had a few good Nautilus games, but I didn't really see the big upgrade there like a lot of these guys were talking about. You know what I mean? Like, I I didn't see this big, like, carry support player, the Misfits, you know, coaching staff was, you know, really hyping up. You know what I mean? I didn't see it. Now, maybe he's gotten a bit better since being in the ERLs. Maybe he has. I'm not saying he hasn't, but last time I saw him, he was... He was okay. Exekick, I have been watching his streams a little bit. I, I I, think he might be one of the next top LEC ADCs. I might be overhyping him, but I think he'll actually do pretty well. Certus, like, unpopular opinion, I thought Certus actually played well last split. Given what the roster he had, I think Certus, I, I think he played well and had good carry performances for what his team was like, obviously. Now, the thing with players like that is, is he only performing well because he has a bad team around him or is he good just on his own that's always the big thing when it comes to like bottom tier teams like 
you know, Astralis and SK and Team BDS. It's like we have a player performing very well on these rosters. Is it because they're really good or is the team just so bad that anything is going to look better, right? But I think Surtis, a few of his games, I was like, okay, he, he had some nice pop-off games. He's, he's all right. Okay. Marcoon, he had an all right year on XL. Nothing stand out, nothing crazy, but just an all right. He'll just, he has this style where if there's a high ganking meta with junglers, he'll play very well. But if it reverts into a meta of like tank junglers, he kind of just falls apart a little bit. So Marcoon's a pretty coin flippy jungler. I'm not too sure if the synergy will be there with uh, DOS actually. And the top lane Irrelevant. I thought Irrelevant, when he came in, a lot of people were like, oh, he's going to just tank Misfits. No, I thought Irrelevant actually looked pretty good given the circumstances around Misfits uh, last split, right? Now, is Irrelevant going to be an upgrade over Gen X? I think so. I think uh, Irrelevant will be an upgrade over Gen X. Is Markun going to be an upgrade over Gilius? Definitely for sure. Certus is an all right mid laner. And so the real question right now is how's our bot lane going to perform? Because, like I said before, guys, SK Gaming are usually eighth to sixth place. So they're usually pretty much in playoffs or like that last bot out of playoffs. So that's the problem is that they made upgrades to the roster. I mean, I can't deny that they made upgrades to the roster, but I will still have them eighth. I think they just have to win a few more games. That's it. That's it. They just have to win a few more games. That's it. All right. Warren, who is your seventh place team, actually? Because mine is probably going to be... Uh, I'll probably have I'll probably have this team. Yep. Uh, actually, this was harder than I think because I thought that some of the teams regressed. I'm actually putting G2 seventh. Jesus Christ. Holy shit. Oh, I'm, okay. I'm in, I'll make sure I have your name here. So I've got that way people don't, don't, don't get confused with that thing. Okay, there you go. All right. Why do you think G two is gonna be seventh? That's low. Um, if uh, if you've been noticing lately, mm -hmm. uh, they've been like over the years, they've been kind of going down and down ever since like perks, and they've kept swapping out players. And um, I think uh, Ankylos was a big key. And I think there might be early jungle synergies. So that's why I'm putting them seventh. They're going to have to figure themselves out, figure out their identity because Yankos was like the – he wasn't a carry jungler. He wasn't a tank jungler. He was just like the puzzle piece to fit that team perfectly. And I think he's that kind of yeah, inte integral part. I, I was flipping between Heretics and that team, but um, – uh, with Targamus, uh, leave, I think, I believe Targamus left, um, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Targamus left, and I don't even know who the 80 carry is for, for I don't G2? even know, the, I don't, I don't know the bot lane for G2, I'm sorry. Ponsama and Mickey X? Yeah, they've, they've regressed, so I, I, I don't know, if, even, even when he was on Rogue, Mickey X, uh, not, uh, not, not Mickey X, uh, Ansama had some some issues and they're trying to recreate that like msf team before because they played together and it's one of those things where this isn't like 20 this is now 20 um this isn't 20 i'm sorry this isn't 2018 this is now 2023 like this is years past so whatever synergy is then it's not the same so um i i don't i don't think g2 is going to do very well um, I, I actually either had them or Koi, but, uh, cause again, I think they, 
Um, I think people have figured him out, but that's, I know people might be like, you're crazy. No, I really do have G2 low. Okay. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Do you want to say any, anything else? That's probably gonna be no, one no. of the more controversial predictions I think you're. No, no. I mean, I, 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 I was gonna make it sure you said everything I, I, you wanted I, to say. I, 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 and I want to put this in perspective. Um, I think Caps has now become like Faker in the sense that he's not the guy that's making these crazy plays. He's now predictable in a sense, and people have figured out Caps. So, I mean, could you honestly have said that Caps was a top five mid laner last? Top three? I don't think so. I don't think you could really say that, personally, in my opinion. Uh, top depends three. on which time. Just it just depends on which time of the year. Maybe the spring split because they made MSI, but summer not yeah, so much. Yeah, I, I I know what you're saying like people aren't aren't gonna remember like like in spring he kind of ran it down for a bit, and then in playoffs he became insane right. at that run yeah. MSI. Yeah, yeah that's, like that's even in summer for his first few weeks he did very well, kind of ran it down, then played better. And play yeah, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I got you. I, I see uh, what you mean. Yeah, so, because, uh, like, if you've realized, Baker has realized he's so he's more of a cog, but he's still a good cog, right, on your team. So that's what I put in perspective. Broken Blade was the most consistent, but then even then when and they did the funky drafts, if it didn't work out, it all went downhill. So it's one of those things where are they going to play standard or are they going to try a new G2? You could do... Uns, uh, like creative G two with a create with a good lineup. I don't know if they could do that. So that's that's why I have them seventh. I think they're still gonna make it into the eighth, but I have them seventh. All right, my team. I'll be picking is Team Heretics. So as you guys know, Team Heretics are Evie, Yankos, Ruby, Jack Spectra, and Mursa. Okay, so Mursa. When he played Leona, it looked like he actually knew how to play the game. But other than that, when he was, wasn't playing Leona, or I think one other champion, I think he was probably one of the most dodgiest supports, like, ever. Like, it was crazy looking at this guy and going, like, damn, it looks like he really knows what the hell he's doing on Leona and a few other, other champions. But I don't think he's actually that good at all. I think he's very bad to a certain extent. Uh, Jack Spectra, I've not really watched him play. I know he's been in the ERLs. I've seen one or two highlights. I, I mean, mm, I'm not that convinced of him yet. Ruby's supposed to be a pretty hyped up mid laner coming in right now, but got to factor in if you're a Korean mid laner. The thing here is like, how is he going to be communicating, you know, with his team and, you know, with mid jungle, you know, communication that is, you know, a very, very important thing, you know, obviously moving forward now with League of Legends, and if Mursa also cannot really communicate with his mid laner very well, then I don't really see this team doing very well initially. I think this team is going to struggle a lot based off the players that you have, not because they're just all bad, but the added aspect that, you know, Evie also can't talk to Yankos. You know, Yankos also like to play through topside as well. I think this might be the org where, you know, they're going to perform bad enough to the point where like it might make Yankos look bad. And I think Yankos has been a, a, a player who's been one of the best junglers from the West, obviously long tenured player with a lot of history behind him. And I think it's crazy that G2 actually got rid of him. Kind of like how I talked about, you know, a hundred thieves 
getting rid of someday. I think that's just a big mistake personally, you know? Now, do I think Yankos can perform very well on Team Heretics? I mean, he had some bad games last year, a, a, a fair share of bad games, but he would never be like one of the worst players, obviously, in the LEC. But the thing here people need to understand when you're watching a lot of these games is when you're communicating with uh, certain people and how they want to play the game, it's even harder to do that when you can't speak to the person, you know? So my thing here is out of all the Misfits players to keep, I think Mursa should not have been at the top of that list, you know? Uh, and Yankos is a player where, you know, he's always going to be active on the map. He's always going to be trying something. He's always going to try and get the game to go in his way. That's my thing personally, is this might honestly be the worst team in the league, maybe. It, it has very high variance to be really good, but it also has a high level of this could easily be a worse team than even these guys to a certain extent, you know? It feels like with some of these teams that you could are also argue that they have worse players on paper, but if they synergize quicker, they'll have better results. But yeah, Team Heretics for me is probably the one of the biggest wild cards outside of another team I'll talk about later on, actually. I just, I mean, Evie, I've seen him at Worlds ever since he started playing with uh, Detonation Focus Me. Evie's a good player. Don't get me wrong. I think he's actually going to be a pretty good LEC top laner because I think top laners in the LEC have been one of their weakest roles, actually. And I, I think Evie will do fine. But given how the roster was constructed, it, it looks like one of those ragtag rosters that, you know, some of these new orgs come in, they throw a bunch of money around. They get their slot in the LEC and they spent so money, so much money on their slot to the point where like the roster configuration was all out of whack, actually. All right. So, Warren, who is your sixth place team? Mine is actually going to be Mad Lions. All right. I'll go next if Warren is busy. Okay. No, Warren. no. Mine's is Mad. Yours is Mad. Okay. Mine's, mine's is. Um... No, it's mine's is heretics. That's that's it. <laughs> that's not it's not mad lions. Mine's is heretics. Okay, why is yours heretics for six? Um. Well, I I took I took. Uh, well, let me look at their roster because that's that's why. Um. So Mercy didn't play too bad. You have veteranship with uh with Evie and uh, so I think that's and I've been I've seen a couple of Evies like. He's really trying to work on his English, and he's been playing, uh, like, I see him communicating. So I think it might work out. And I, I don't think I, I don't think Yankos wants to go on a – so far, with Yankos' track record outside of, what was it, Rocket? He's always been on Rocket a Rocket at H2K? Well, and H2K. I mean, yeah. even, he, every team except Rocket, he's been to World. So – I'm gonna put my money on the guy that's always team good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's why. Um, mm -hmm. Evie, um, he's practicing different champions. Uh, don't know much about Jack Spectra. Mercer was all right. I think Neon was the Mercer. I think Neon should have been kept too, but uh, we'll get to that later. Yeah. Um, but that's my. I do agree with you too. Like. The player that is going to get this team across the finish line is Yankos. I don't. I don't think if you didn't have this guy, like if they didn't have Yankos, I'd probably put them somewhere like in eighth too, honestly, because that that just looks like shit roster configuration to me. All right, my my sixth place team is Mad Lions. Actually, Mad Lions team is Chasey, El Yoya, Niski, Karzi, and Hillisang. So 
for anyone who doesn't know about this because you weren't following the offseason, Mad Lions actually wanted to get rid of El Yoya and Niski. Niski was supposed to go to Team BDS. Deal, deal fell through. There was this million-dollar valuation put on El Yoya by these Mad Lion people. Like, I'm being honest with you guys. No disrespect to the players out there and how much money they make. No player from the West is worth a million dollars. Nothing you say will convince me of that. These players are nothing like LPL junglers. Nothing like any of the LPL other positions or the LCK. No Western player on this planet is worth a million dollars. That is overvaluing. If you if you were to say 500k, because Fnatic paid 500k for Wonder, I'd be like, okay, cool. There you go. That's fine. A million dollars for Elia? No, you can keep him. But now, if you're Elia and you're going like, damn, my or try to get rid of me, he's gone after the season. At the end of this year, he is gone. So. I don't know how he's going to play this year, given the fact that he wants to already leave anyway. His contract is up. Those are always That's always a weird thing to talk about because he's not going to want to sack his season, but you know he's not going to be on this roster next year anyway. But I think El Yoya is good. I think El Yoya is a good player. I think he shined at Worlds, even when Mad Lions were definitely struggling. Uh, Niski, he, he popped off really hard at the beginning of the LEC 2022 summer split, but, you know, struggled as... The weeks went by, and then when it came to playoffs, he just honestly, outside of that Rogue series where they went to five games, he just completely fell off. Now, is there a world where Niski can bounce back and look as good as he did at the beginning of the LEC 2022 summer split? There is a world. I do think Niski is a good player, but he did have this massive drop-off, you know, toward the end of 2022. Karzy, with Lebrov, was so fucking bad, man. Karzy and Lebrov bottling was the worst and then Mad Lions had Unforgiven, and they were like, you know what? Let's just fuck that guy who's actually playing pretty well. Let's get Karzy, who was dog shit. Like, Karzy was horrible. And I don't know why would you ever get rid of Unforgiven, who was playing really well, even for a rookie. He was playing great. Even at spring, when they didn't even make playoffs, to go from that guy to Karzy is like, I, I don't get it sometimes with the LEC. It's such bad roster decisions. I think Karzy is still going to be one of the worst ADCs, honestly. He played really bad last year. There's no indicator that he's going to get past even the okay ceiling he already had before. Hillisang. Hillisang has this thing where, like, he'll run it down a split, play really well a split, run it down a split, play really well a split. There's going to be some years where Hillisang in the past was insanely very good. Now, the thing with Hillisang coming off the back of just last year and 2021 is he was very hot and cold. Hot and cold being that there's some splits where if he pops off, as well as people always say he is, then he looks like the MVP. He looks like he's one of the best players in the league, actually. I'm not doubting him as a player. I, I, I don't think that he can't be that player that people have made out to be. And I think he has been that player at various moments in time. But it's too inconsistent. And the thing here, with you already pair that level of inconsistency with a team of already inconsistent players is already going to be a recipe for disaster. I think Hillisang is an upgrade, kind of, over Kaiser, kind of, but the minimal upsides you get between them is very minimal anyway. And who the fuck is Chasey? Wasn't he on, like, the ERL teams or whatever? I mean, anything is better than Armut. I'll give them that. I will give them that. Anything is better than Armut, because Armut running it in a lot of them games. So I think... For this offseason with Mad Lions and the team they have right now, this is probably going to be a, a sixth to like fourth best roster 
I don't think they're going to be contending for a title with this roster unless a lot of the players on this roster start definitely overperforming. Like if Hillisang starts overperforming with Niski, I think if Niski and Hillisang have really good synergy, then it can work out for them. But Elioya and Niski, I think could be a really good mid-jungle duo. There's that potential there and it was there and we did see it, but it just looks like this team is going to have one of various things, it's going to be a team where you have high variance in the early game because Mad Lions' thing was you have this high variance of early game play style where they're consistently trying to make moves around the map. But the reason why Rogue was a lot more better and effective at their early game was because Rogue took calculated risks in their early game that paid off. Mad was just doing random, was just doing early game plays just to do them just to get an early game advantage, but never was able to capitalize better on those advantages. And I think, is this the better roster to do that? I don't know. It looks like it has the same amount of variance to them as well. So that's my opinion on Mad Lions. All right, Warren, what is your fifth? place team uh fifth place team um uh, this was this was because I, I i this was a really hard one for me uh, i'm gonna put koi um fifth um, all right for those of you who don't know koi is literally rogue they rebranded the only thing different with their roster is they have shigenda over Odawane, because yeah. that's it. That's all um, it is. <laughs> I think people have figured out Rogue now after and I think they won't have that many wins like they did last split. Um, I think uh, Jigenda has a lot to prove because Odawane um, consistently brought them to Worlds. Uh, with them after replacing Finn, uh, he got a title. So I put them fifth. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Malrong also probably got figured out. I think a lot of teams because a lot of was like, oh, a lot of junglers were saying Malrong was getting away with stuff that he shouldn't have. Um, and I think when you have a a year to look over someone's jungle pathing or how they do things it makes a difference. So that's my stuff. I think comp is still good. I think they kept keeping their bot lane was good. Um, it's there. And I don't know, Larson, Larson is definitely getting up there now with, the, I, I, he's going to do good, but I have the fits because I don't, I don't see them being one again. I don't, I don't know why. I just don't see them being one. All right, my fifth place team is Team Vitality. So Team Vitality's team is Photon, Bo, Perks, Neon, and Kaiser. So a lot of people are going to be asking, was Arfari? He's apparently taking the split off, and I think he mentioned – I could be wrong. Just tell me if I'm wrong about this. He wants to try and come back for summer, but if the Team Vitality roster kind of implodes or isn't doing as well like they were last year, then, you know, Team Vitality, they will make the change. But – they brought in Photon from T1 Challengers. Now, T1 as a challenge, like T1 as an organization knows how to pick up talent. That that is, you cannot take that away from them. They, they know how to pick up talent. I hope this guy is actually pretty good. Is he going to be an upgrade over Alfari? I think he will, given the fact that Alfari played extremely poor last year. Like people kind of underrate how bad he performed. He was a walking detriment to Team Vitality. Like he had. Maybe a few carry games. Like, 
the Alfari that you remember from years past was not the Alfari Team Vitality God. They got an Alfari. I don't know who the fuck that was. That was Iori Alf or some shit. Like, he was extremely bad. He had, like, a few good Gangplank and Jack games. <laughs> Alfari like, Alf. Like, I, I have what he was running it. He was sprinting it the whole year. This guy was like, I finally want to play with perks. Plays with perks the first time in his career, just runs it the whole year. It's like, God, you actually suck. But I don't think he's bad. And I think it's not good to judge a player just based off one year. But I understand why Vitality got rid of him. He ran it the whole year. I remember Bo was the FPX jungler. That everyone was like, damn, this guy is insane. He got in trouble for match fixing, and then the LPL banned him, and then obviously Team Vitality ended up getting him. Now we knew that Bo was going to be on Team Vitality because they even basically said we got Haru. They even literally admitted in their announcement uh last split when they got Haru that yeah, Bo cannot play right now because he's not LEC eligible, but next split. When Bo's ready, we'll be fully able to take him on as a starter. So Haru knew he had one split to kind of prove himself where he was going to be out the door. And Haru didn't play very well either, but that was also given the fact that Vitality was just a shit show anyway. So so it doesn't really matter or some shit. So Bo, the thing here is he is really good. I have watched this guy play. He's great, honestly. He's going to be a massive upgrade over Haru and Selfmade. But we'll have to see how that goes. We'll have to see how he translates to the stage. I think his style of jungling is going to be pretty much what Malrang's was. Maybe a bit better, maybe a bit worse, give or take the team that you're on. I think Bo might even be like MVP as this, as this winter split goes by. You're my, you might be looking at one of the best players in the league, actually. That's how I think his ceiling is actually at, personally. So, Perks. Now, Perks played really badly on Cloud9 in 2021. Uh, he had some standout games. He had great games in there too, but played for, for the majority bad. You know, at, at Worlds, he had those, you know, clutch games on the Blanc, but overall, it wasn't the best year from Perks, actually. So, Perks goes to Team Vitality, and Perks, I thought, played really well last year. He definitely was better than Humanoid and pretty much every other player below him. He was competing with Caps and Larson and Niski like Perks actually looked very good and bounced back a whole lot he was doing so much for his team and I know some people ragged on him for those Akali performances in spring and summer but what I mean literally guys what can he do his whole team is trash there's literally nothing you can do and we know Perks is a good player so we've seen him obviously play that style last year and we've seen him come back into a certain form where he's that kind of he can be that carry player again now the uh, issue here yeah go ahead Oh, uh, uh, no, no, I was saying, uh, yeah, Team team Vitality, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's all I was going to say, sorry. Yeah, no, no the, the thing here is Team Vitality has always made questionable moves in general. Like, they've always made questionable bad decisions. Uh, okay, it came back to me, sorry. Finally. Uh, uh, black? sorry, uh, Perks is a pl- type of player that will make plays that he thinks is the best to win the game. Even if it's a 10% chance, he'd mm-hmm. rather take it than have the base than just yeah. how teams just let them win when they have like a 10k goal lead. Mm-hmm. So I think he was he was actually the most consistent out of, on that team. So um I, I I'm not gonna I think it was just a fluke team makeup personally. 
Yeah, because the thing here, I, I know people gave him shit. I thought he played great given his circumstances and laned pretty well. I think everything that people criticized him for in NA, he fixed in team vitality, but just was given a bad team overall in general. I, I wish he was on a better team last year to really show how much, how strong of a mid laner he actually became uh, once again. Uh, the rest of the roster is Neon. Neon is a perma weak side ADC. I know Sean Cole Turner, you guys have seen him on. He love he love he likes this guy. I, I do too. I I think they needed someone stable like him, and I think that's a good upgrade. Now, is he gonna be the guy that carry a game? Well, that's gonna be up to other team cohesion is. But at least he's better than Carzy, and I will definitely give you that. And that is gonna be a good upgrade right there. Now he also has Kaiser too. A Kaiser Neon bot lane seems like it's gonna be pretty solid. Like they made upgrades in the right positions. It all depends on because remember, Bo is Chinese and Photon is Korean. They can't speak to each other. They're just communicating oh. through pings. Right? I mean, I think that'll be, I don't know how good that's gonna be. That that's not a that's not a net negative. I'm saying I thought that's gonna be a potential issue. The neon Kaiser bot lane, it depends on how Kaiser wants to play the game. I think if Kaiser and Bo can have really good synergy, this roster can do pretty well. But this will be like my dark horse to win the split. There's a lot of pieces here that can work. I think they made the right decisions. I think they've made the correct roster moves. Just, I don't know how the pieces are all going to really work together. I'm not saying this is a bad team. But I think this is much better than what they had last year. That's saying something because they had a super, quote unquote super team last year, which is, good God, fuck. Also, maybe Neon will be their big thing because like the meta is going to be what? Zeri, Sivir, well, it's Lucian, a Nami. There's an ADC update happening, not okay. next pass, but next pass. But I don't think I think they're playing on the patch before. So I think I think when that patch comes out, I wouldn't be surprised if you see a lot of teams play through AD a lot. You see, like is Neon Zy gonna be that player though? Um, he had some games. He oh, had no, some I'm pop just, up. Yeah, yeah, he I was, did. I was just gonna say, mm -hmm. excuse me, rather, don't be surprised if you see like. Zaya and Jinx come back and like um Kate. Well, I mean, we've I've been seeing a lot of Kate. Oh, but well, we saw Gala play Caitlyn last night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. a different story. Um, <laughs> um. So, so yeah, that's. I mean, that's what I, I. I mean, we'll see. But I think Neon. I think that's honestly. I think that's a really good team. I think they needed to step away from having all those big names and just have, I mean, yes, Bo's been hyped up, but he's not a big name player because we haven't seen him yet, right? But the team really only has Kaiser and Perks. That's enough. You didn't need that huge, like, RZ yeah. And they need a stable, they needed a stable ADC that's not going to, they don't need Neon to carry the game. His goal is to literally just go even, scale up, and clean up team fights with Jinx, Sivir, Zeri, Whatever, you know, that's all he needs to do. All right, Warren, what's your fourth place team? A team vitality. Okay. Now why do you have team vitality fourth? Uh because Bo Bo if Bo was still on FPX, they easily would have gotten to they easily would have gotten to um Worlds. They he the photon, I haven't really seen him. Um, perks is always clutch. 
Heiser is really good, and Neon I think complements him well. So my only, the only real question mark um, is Photon, and I think Vitaly is going to be a very, really, really good team. I, I don't see, I have, I, I don't see them lower than six. They're, they're not mm-hmm. top three team, but I don't see them lower than six. That's why I have them fourth. Because you could argue they're better than who I have right here. You could. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, that's kind of where I have them, too. All right, let's go over Fanatics. So there's, there's a lot to unpack here, guys. So Fanatics roster is Wonder, Razork, Humanoid, Reckless, and Rux. So remember that guy that played those two playing stage games because Hillisang had COVID and they couldn't play him for those couple of games? That guy that was apparently better than Humanoid uh, than Hillisang in those games got a chance to be their starter now. People did now. I'll, I'll say this though: his games were good, his games were great, but that was against wildcard teams that were straight up dog shit. One of them was wow. against an Australian team. One of them was against fucking that Australian team, and Australia's dog shit. So dog shit, Riot ex- axed them out of going to Worlds in general as a region. My thing here with some people is, like, he's getting extremely overhyped for very few game samples, and the sample size of those games was against extremely listen, bad wildcard teams. I don't know. Listen, like, MSK I got to see a full split of this guy. It's simple. They didn't want to spend money on a top support. They brought back Reckless. I know Reckless couldn't be cheap. So what do you do? You're going to – gonna where can, you, where can you save money? Support. Mm-hmm. Like – this guy's gonna be. I'm sure his academy roster money, it at least went up like what twenty percent, at least thirty. Maybe yeah, probably and, yeah. And then once, and even if he fails in the split, let's say he stays for one or two splits, mm-hmm. you can either go back to URLs or some NA team's gonna be like, oh my god, the young talent. He said blah, blah, blah. he said NA teams are trying to poach him at Worlds. <laughs> yeah. So. Bruh. Exactly. So um. That's that's why, but let's look at what they do have that we know that's good. That's that, the, the, that that's the problem though. The problem is what they have is bad. So Wonder I think had a pretty solid year overall. He had a nice little comeback year for himself, uh, like on G two in twenty twenty one. He definitely failed and played really bad. I, th- I think in twenty twenty two he played good overall. Like he was kind of top four by default, but. Nothing ever like bottom, like nothing like eighth to tenth place. Razork was very dodgy, very spotty. I mean, probably one of the biggest coin no, flip junglers most, in the league. No, no, no. I, I take, I, I agree with uh, Cole. He was used as a scapegoat because there were times there the laners were doing some like really troll asinine stuff, and they mm-hmm. like he had the same treatment like. When Transkiran was on TSM's main team, because he's on the academy. No, I'm saying he's. I'm because then I was gonna bring up the other other thing, which is humanoid. Humanoid and Razork as a combo is so bad. They're bad. Like there's just that that mid jungle synergy is so awful. And they were like, you know what? We're gonna keep our bad mid jungle over ups. And I'm sitting there going like, what the fuck is no, that? No, but the thing is, maybe they again. Again, I don't think. I think. Like, that's real, like dude, you watched it just as much as I did. Humanoid was one of the main reasons why they didn't almost even make playoffs. They were literally, they had to win out those last three games to get the playoffs, right? 
And then they also had to um went out. And I mean, they had Yamato Cannon well. as a coach, so I mean that should go without saying, right? But <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, I love my boy Yamato, but he was he, he was trying because like thing here is guys, humanoid played okay, he wasn't like fucking ace tenth mid laner, but he wasn't impressive, he wasn't good. He really only turns it on in the playoffs. The problem here with him doing that is if he puts Fnatic in a position like that, you gotta go like, wait, what? Remember. People, we all watch the games here, remember? This guy would consistently die level three on Victor, Syndra, Zoe, Sun. You could give, give this guy any mid laner. He's always dying level three. He never respected gank, ganks ever. He was always playing forward aggressively way too much. Like, the synergy between Razor and Humanoid is, is awful. That's why, I, like, this is not a bad topside duo on paper, but when you look at it and look at how badly they play together, it's like, damn, this is... I couldn't see this getting any better. Like, how does Reckless and Rux make it better? I think, like, I think what's going to happen. Because they take, take a step back and they go, I don't want to yeah. carry the game. Well, Maybe? I mean, I think if depending upon the meta, we'll see what happens. Um, yeah, I agree. Top, yeah. top lane has now more champions. Jungle has more champions. So I think it's not as uh, bot lane focused. I think objectives still need to be controlled. But the jungle has... With the durability patch and the jungle changes, um, we're seeing things like Silas jungle. We're seeing things like Malachi Ash jungle, not uh, Ash jungle. My Ash support. Ash support. So we're seeing a lot of like weird things. Um, Hecarim mm -hmm. is even um, like a like a top tier pick. So um, mm -hmm. you, you know, and even Udir, I, I can't wait to see a team pick Udir because I think Udir is actually very 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 good. And um, so. Um, with that being said, I think they're gonna. I wouldn't be surprised if they be, they're more like, it's more mid top jungle focused. I, I think. Mm -hmm. I think that's now. What's I'll, I'll say this though. I I remember there was an interview I watched where like they were talking about the fanatic players and they had mentioned the fact that Wonder couldn't even flex certain picks because Humanoid couldn't even play them or play them well. It's like, mm. like, I think they downgraded massively. With Reckless, and I'm not saying Reckless is a bad player. What I'm saying is, like, Reckless is not going to be like, hey, give me this carry champion, play through me, I'll carry the game. I mean, he can be that, but he's not going to be, like, the lead guy to be like, hey, I'm going to carry this game, I'll take a step back, you can pick me this champion later on in the draft phase to give me the advantage, give me the counter matchup. Like, is he going to be that Caitlyn player? Is he going to be that uh, Zeri player? Is he going to be... That I, I think he's gonna mostly be on like Siver duty most of the time. Most no, of the games. I think he's gonna. I think if they see an opportunity, they will be there. But um, a, a lot a lot of chance fit reckless like Zeri, Zeri's late game, um, Twitch's late game. But you can't um, play Twitch now, yeah, you're right? Yeah. Um. So we'll, he might we'll, play we'll Cannon see. ADC again. I uh, yeah, actually, because AD we saw we saw AD Cannon in uh. In LPL in the top lane with Lethal Temple, um, so um, mm -hmm. we'll see. But uh, yeah, this that, is that, that that's it. Th those are my only concerns. of Fnatic is guys. This if you, I know a lot of you watched last year too. This mid jungle was really bad. Like it was so apparently bad that Razork stopped playing through Humanoid and was like, you know what, upset. You're right. I'll just play through you. That's <laughs> fucking horrible. That's it. Can jelly he straight up gave up and had to play with this guy? Was like, you know what? I'm playing Trundle. He literally started auto locking in Trundle just to go bot lane to make level three ganks. 
that's the reason why I grew, I grew with Warren, where he was there like, yeah, I'm sick of being scapegoat. I'll play Trundle. I'll just do basic jungle doodlies and shit. Oh, God. Um, but yeah, Rux, I think, is being a little bit overhyped based off his the small game size, guys. It's too small. And it's wildcard teams, guys. It's wildcard teams. It's not actually legit teams in general, despite what Sean says all the time of, oh, these wildcard No, they're not, Sean. Those wildcard teams stink. They're fucking garbage. They're like trash can level. And they even axed one of them out of the world event. Well, I, I love you, Sean. <sighs> okay, so, Warren, what's your third place team? Uh, my third place team is not, uh, it's not, it is, because uh, who did I have fourth? I had Vitaly fourth. My third yeah. place team was going to be Fnatic. Um, okay. So that that's the only thing. Um, Fnatic is, uh, I, I, the only question mark is how well Rux will play with Reckless. That's, that's it. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's all I had. I think uh, Wonder... I think Razork also stepped up at Worlds. I think uh, yeah. Wonder stepped up. Um, and they got a new coach as well. So we'll see how that coach is different from Yamato. Um, so that's, yeah, that's all I really have, honestly. The big question mark is the bot lane. Humanoid performed well at Worlds, but that, I mean, performing well at one isolated event compared to his entire years is so, like... Fuck. But, I mean, that's what makes up a play. Nobody cares that Apollo and Hakuho played all their life. Yes, in. true, but him playing so badly in the... <laughs> too, true, but him playing so badly in mid almost cost them playoffs. Like, but I do agree. Yeah, it's it's a give or... It's a give and take. It's a give or take. What do you value more as a person? If I take if I take the whole year into account, he played well at Worlds, but in the split, ooh no, you gonna be in the fourth place. I think Fnatic downgraded a lot, especially with an org of this pedigree. I don't think you should be having this kind of roster. All right, XL for me is third. So this might be overhyping this team. I do fully admit that. I might be on copium. Just hear me out for a second. So Odawamne, veteran, solid top laner, definitely has been a top laner where you can rely on him. If it's a carry meta, like it's going to be Cassante, Aatrox, Fiora is looking like it's going to be actually, he might struggle a bit. Cassante's but he a can... tank. He... That's a fucking carry. <laughs> that black guy would be running at you. Obviously. But you see my point, right? Like, yes. if you have a meta like that, I think he'll be I mean, fine. he's still, he's, even after the nerfs, he's still being banned in, in LPL. So, <laughs> what does that tell like, you? Like, I think Odawamne is a serviceable, good, decent top laner. Now, Xerxes, like Warren said, I think Xerxes has always kind of got the bad end of the stick. I don't think Xerxes has ever been the best jungler. I think he's always been a, at least a top four jungler, give or take which split you're talking about. I think he's a lower, he's the EU, but lower version of Xmithy. Yeah, and I think that is what XL needed as an or because XL's always kind of functioned off these veteran players as presence. And I think Xerxes having Odawamne and Vetio players he can play around because a player like Xerxes needs these kind of players around him to actually shine. I think having Odawamne and Vetio will be really good for Xerxes. Xerxes is a, a jungler who doesn't really gank all that often, but he, he's very smart about how he wants to play the game. He's very smart about how he wants to pass. And I think that's going to be a big bonus for excel because it and also the veteran leadership you get from these two in the top top side of it it's gonna be better for excel this time around because we saw that in high pressure scenarios like the one in that losers bracket that um fanatic 
and Excel were facing off against each other. And I even predicted, I said, Excel were going to beat Fnatic three to two. And they were two games up and they could have beaten Fnatic and knocked them out of even going to Worlds. But you saw right when the pressure got to them, they started making a whole lot of mistakes. They started falling apart. And I think that's why you get players like Otawamne and Xerxes for those kind of situations. So they'll have that insurance policy a bit later on in the splits where if they get into high pressure, high pressure scenarios, they're going to actually be able to play through that with more effective veteran players that know how to get out of those scenarios. Vettio, I think, as you guys all know, was one of the best mid laners in the LEC last year. He was an ELO hell with misfits. I'm glad this guy is getting a team that he can definitely play around a team that can definitely, you know, effectively utilize him. We saw this guy carry games. We saw this guy completely start popping off. We saw this guy essentially take over games. Now, the problem here with Vettio, I want to make sure I bring up, is the added aspect that we brought this up earlier when it comes to teams like SK and Astralis, where if a player is performing very badly on those teams, it means one of two things. Either they're actually that good, or the team is just so bad and so shit that you could be doing anything and you'll look good. That's going to be the ultimate test for Vettio this year, is was he actually that good on Misfits in 2022, or what was that just a one-off, one-and-done year where he couldn't do anything because his team was just that boosted, you know? That's what I think about Vettio. I think he is a good player, and I think he has players around him now that can also not auto-lose the game in less than 10 minutes. Uh, Patrick has always been a solid ADC in the LEC. I don't think he's, like, this mega carry player like a lot of people keep making out to be. Like, even when he was Sheriff, I never thought he was this mega carry player. But it, that was only because they would funnel him resources when he was on H2K. But Patrick has been at least a top four, top five LEC ADC. I think him and Mickey X on paper made sense as a bot lane, but I think that wasn't really a good combination as we saw how the split actually went. Uh, but I do think if the meta is what, what we said earlier, like Lucian, Zaya, Zeri, you know, Sivir, I think he'll perform very fine. Like he's always put up pretty impressive numbers. He's always been a player that, you know, this org can rely on and when you put up a targamus now targamus was obviously on g2 they won spring msi you guys remember the history of targamus so far targamus started running it it was like mid msi where he started playing extremely sus and not sus bad it was more like sus it's like why are you making all these decisions like targamus and who was the other guy he was with uh flacket started playing extremely bad now, as most people have always told me, supports are how you kind of dictate how you actually play the lane, given the fact that you can have a roaming support, a support that wants to play just towards your lane consistently, or you want to have a support that pairs up with your mid and your jungle, and you want to make moves around the map. Now, the problem here is Targamus really never shined on, like, any champion in particular. Like, he really only played Braum very well, but other champions he was competent and okay on, but nothing actually great, but he was a very vital piece to how G2 were able to win in spring. The problem here is that he's not like an exceptionally great player to the point where you're going to be doing much more with him. He needs the other exceptional pieces, you know, around him. And I think given the fact that he was playing with Flacid, that was also going to be something that, as most people predicted, was going to get worse as the year went on. You know, so I think Targumbus had a good start in spring, ran it a little bit in summer, was doing okay. Like, but is Targumbus going to be an upgrade over Mickey X? 
I don't know. They started, they almost pretty much played exactly the same, you know, as the year went by. So that's how I see that for Excel. Uh, Oliver says, I just think it's too soon for winter since it's four players switched from last year. The team is really good, but I think winter is too soon for them. Uh, yeah, that I do agree, agree with as well. Uh, here is a hot take. I don't be surprised if Fnatic falls in like between eighth or sixth just because of Rux. Yeah, that's also a big, you know, that's a big concern as well. I, I, I do agree with you on there. All right, Warren, what is your third place team, right? Yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah, we, we'd be in top three. All right, I guess I'll go with my. I guess I'll go with my final picks actually, since Warren is probably getting eaten out by a Chinese woman. No, no, I'm. I'm it's because. Uh... That's okay. So what is your third? It was a third place, right? Yeah, you're on third. Yeah. You no, know, no, I, I had. Uh, what? There's only. There's only. Well, I had XL. Um. I had XL second. No, yeah, I, I XL second. No, because I I don't know where I put Mad. That's the problem. That's what you had Mad at. I think seventh. No, you had G two seventh. You had Mad. I think between fifth and sixth. Right. Okay. So, um, yeah. The, the it it it'd be it'd be uh because oh no because I put Koi fifth. Um, yeah. Yeah, I have uh, but I have uh. Yeah, because I wish you had put mine to the side, because then it would have been easier. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, this is this is pretty much, I mean, the only thing is G2, but um, the, the rest is the same. I, I, I can't remember them. That's why. <laughs> okay, so, well, we only have two teams to talk about anyway, so let's just go through them. So, G2. Yeah. All right, so I want to make sure everyone understands this. This thing about the G2 roster itself. I do not agree with what the league organ the league community did to Carlos that it's cancel culture and I don't support that and that was bullshit with, with with what people did. I don't care what the fuck you say. Someone posting a fucking video of them partying with someone is not means you cancel them. That is wrong. That is you should be ashamed of yourselves. You fucking left wing Twitter weirdos and shit. Oh my god, he's partying with someone I don't like. Oh no, let's cancel him. Yeah, let's cancel yeah. the fucking owner that pretty much. Mate, like I'm not such a brought in Oregon. One this guy won nine splits, one MSI made semifinals of worlds multiple times, went to world's finals with the org. How players he construct around the roster with perks. Yeah, yeah, let's get rid of that guy. Let's He's get rid of that two guy. Two MSI finals, actually. Right. <laughs> like, I don't that that I want to make sure everyone knows that. I don't care if you think I'm conservative or whatever, that is wrong. People canceled him, and I think that is so fucking disrespectful given what Ocelot and Ocelot did with G2 and how he managed to shape Europe into what like people factor in without G2 Europe would be almost just perhaps as bad bad as NA still and the G2 super team that they even configured was actually so good to the point where a lot of people that just if people were factoring in Europe they would just factor in just G2 that came from his that came from him so yeah you you weirdos out there canceling someone because he party with someone you didn't like Get the fuck over yourself, you fucking pricks. Oh, my fucking God. Look, he cost the org money. You mean Valorant wouldn't accept G2, the biggest Western legal, the big, biggest Western esports org, because of some controversy with Andrew? T- oh, my God. You people are such fucking pussies, man. Get Go outside and touch some fucking grass. Oh, my God. And then we have people capping to us that that was actually good. It's like, but Andrew Tate is, Andrew Tate is that. Why is 
why would Carlos be any of that? I mean, so if I hang out with someone, then I apply all of their attributes to me? Like, what? Like, what the fuck? You people are weird. I ain't about that. That's some true nerd shit right there. Oh, he hangs out with someone that I don't like. Go fuck yourself. I hope your mom fucking aborts your ass. Oh, my whoa, God. Whoa, 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 whoa. They sound like me. <laughs> okay. No, hey, man, you were on Twitter, too, when he got canceled, and that that's, that's just bullshit. Yeah. Well, Fuck I, that, man. Well, I said he shouldn't. I, I, well, I mean, I, I know you got a few. We're uh, trying to wrap it up soon. But no, it's fine. I, um, uh, I just don't agree with guilt by association. I mean, um, I go on streams. You go on streams that probably people might disagree with, but I can still come on your stream and get along with you. So mm-hmm. why can't he have gone to a party? Just because you don't like someone doesn't mean that person can't hang out. And that was my point. My point was, my point mm-hmm. wasn't like, oh, I'm defending Andrew Tate and I'm, 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 I'm this, I'm that, I, I, I'm, yeah. I'm for toxic masculine or whatever, whatever is the hot buzzword. My point was, if if you have a friend and you're at a party and that's your friend, that's 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 your party. You're having fun. You have no right to tell someone how to live their life, because the moment you start doing that, you start you, you you're gonna have people you become control- a leftist. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna have people controlling. You're gonna have people controlling your life, and you're gonna have to be walking mm-hmm. on eggshells. Like why? Oh. Yeah, man, I can't. I, you know what, MSK? I can't come on the stream because so and so doesn't like you. So mm-hmm. I'm sorry. That's what you. That's what you're gonna end up doing. But people only see what, like, you know, because Andrew Tate's the most talked about person, and mm-hmm. everything. All these narratives, and like, you know, the first thing that they assume is, oh, he must have did this trafficking, and and he's a, a massage. It's like. It's like people live your life. Who cares? Right, yeah. And the thing here is, I, I know people are going to be like, well, Carlos did this and Carlos did that. First of all, none of you really care about poaching like that. Let's just, let's just, let's just get that out of the way. A lot of you guys seem to care about this random shit on Twitter. Like, I'm on Twitter and I'm doing all this brownie point shit. None of you care if he poaches people. None of you care about that. Nobody cared because they won. Now, if they didn't win, like if if people cared so much, even if they didn't win, I don't think people cared that much about it, dude. Even if they didn't win, I don't think people cared that much actually. No, my thing is, if they cared so much, why didn't, why are you gonna bring it up? Oh, now, like it's just yeah, it's, it's the same thing where it's like uh, at least for the awesome people think I'm dick sucking, whatever. If you think that, your mom probably hates you anyway. But the thing here is. Reginald, someone who completely was absolutely insufferable, verbally abused people, made them cry, horrible, heinous shit. Yeah, he he's just he's got to do sensitivity training. Carlos actually did none of that. Actually, apparently a lot of people actually liked him, and he's just canceled because he randomly had a ten second video with Andrew Tate. That's that's just fu- you guys are fucking losers, man. That's some straight up loser shit. You guys eight are second video, eight seconds ruins your life nowadays. Imagine that applying. That's like calling someone a an is or a phobe based off them buying like Hogwarts Legacy. It's like you're gonna apply a whole life type of situation to someone from a fucking video game or how they hang out with someone. Oh my god! You people need to go outside, touch some grass, and stop living in your mom's basement. You people are fucking weird. 
But yeah, I want to make sure people knew that. I am not about cancel culture. Fuck that. The way Carlos was treated was wrong. I don't give a fuck what you say. Because the optics around it do not support that. All he did was post that he was hanging out with Andrew Tate. That's it. That's, a, that, that what, that's what made people lose their brains. Not the Saudi Arabian investments and shit. Well, you're and okay with Saudi he, Arabia, right? He wasn't even recording it. It was somebody else recording it. Jesus fuck. They got rid of probably the best owner in the league that actually wanted to up the level of oh, we'll EU. We'll see Carlos. I have a feeling in a few years we'll see Carlos back with a different order. <laughs> I can't wait for him to have his revenge tour and just tear apart these motherfuckers. I can't wait for that shit. But G2 is going to be my second place team. G2 has Broken Blade, Yike, Caps, Hansama, Mickey X. Now, my biggest concern with this roster is the same thing I said about 100 Thieves. I, I think it's horrible and wrong for Org to just get rid of players that they've had massive success with only to just try out a new guy that might not even have the upsides to it. And what, what we know is that Caps essentially got a chance to get the players that he wanted. Now, if I'm Caps, I really wouldn't have taken Broken Blade if I'm just being completely honest here. What I would have done is I would have just asked for a different top laner because I think Broken Blade, he was not good. Like, like, he had some carry games. He had very few carry games. He was pretty bad, all things considered. Now, uh, Yike, we'll have to see how he plays. Now, Yike will never be what Yankos is. That's just, I'm sorry, guys, if I'm going to sound like a downer, that's never going to happen, right? But if Yike ends up having better synergy with Caps, is that a plus in the long term? Yes. But it, you got to kind of see how that really plays out. Like, yes, in the immediate short term, if his synergy is better with Caps, that can be better for G2 if they are, you know, going to Worlds, actually, later on during the year. And we know that the mid-jungle synergy between Caps and Yankos was not very good and kept getting worse, but they kept winning together, so they kept playing together, obviously. Um, I think Caps is still a really good top mid laner, actually. But if you're looking at it just from last year i think caps actually has moments where in the split where he's not playing as good but this guy as you can see from his ceiling he's still insanely good he's arguably the best mid laner in the west outside of like you know larson and players like that so i think caps will still be pretty good given the meta that you're going to be in now the meta where he was popping off recently was an re type of silas meta but i still think he played very well in and of itself uh Hansama was on team liquid super team and Hansama I it all depends on how you value what Hansama did for team liquid because you could look at it like a perk situation where perks was actually uh on cloud nine came back to Europe played very well and people's perception of him changed could the same thing happen for Hansama where in NA they don't really know how to utilize very good players that they even buy themselves and then that very good player ends up looking bad and then when they go and play for a different team they look a whole lot better given the circumstance and the situation around them actually you know that's my personal thing is Han Sama in Europe has looked pretty good but if you look at how he played on Team Liquid you would go like isn't this guy not so good being not good in NA is something that happens with a lot of good not just veteran players just good players in general because just how na teams just don't really know how to utilize the good players that they get so i think the situation that i brought up with perks is going to be the same thing that happens with hansama i think he's going to come back to europe and actually be pretty good 
Now, Mickey X is a big problem with that because Mickey X actually didn't look that good. And Hansama requested they get Mickey X. Mickey X actually left G2 to play on another or and then went back to G2. Apparently, G2 is this horrible place to be. Mickey X left and came back. He was like, you know what? Fuck that dog shit org. I'm going back to my original place where I was winning titles at. The Hansama Mickey X bot lane from 2018 a lot of people said it was very very good it, it was it was good but it wasn't this over super dominant bot lane like a lot of you guys have made out to be yeah i gotta stop capping with some of these players and like their play styles i think the bot lane of hansom and mickey x will be an upgrade over flacken and targamas but we'll have to see how the roster gels together i think the biggest problem with this roster is how they're gonna initially uh gel together i think that's going to be their biggest problem they still have dylan falco who still knows how to draft very well um that's just kind of how, how it's, i i see it i could see g2 winning the winter split uh, honestly i i could say winning winter but that it comes with a lot of different various factors um and as you guys can see the number one team i still have is koi obviously like i mentioned before this is still rogue they rebranded to koi I thought the rebrand was very stupid. I don't like the rebrand. I prefer that they just being called Rogue, but they're now called Koi. So, Jagenda was on T-Vitality for a bit, went down to the ERLs, and apparently he... I've not really checked out his games all that much. I'm not even going to act like I have. I've not checked out Shigenda's games at all. Because before they had Odawamne, and at Worlds, they struggled with giving Odawamne certain carry champions. So they factor in potentially that if you have this guy, if he can play carries a bit better, it's going to be a lot more effective for them and how they want to play the game. But that would inherently uh, draw out more resources potentially with Malrong ganking top. Malrong really didn't gank top all that much, but Malrong had this like really high variance, high ganking style, which definitely, I mean, was very good. I, I think arguably he was MVP quality in both splits last year. Um, now, as Warren has brought up, is this kind of play style going to get figured out? If the meta changes, how will this high ganking style actually be effective? I think you can still pull off a high ganking style in a jungle meta. We, we've seen players where even if the meta switches, they're still very good even with meta switches. It's just basically all about how you utilize these champions, right? Uh, Larson, I think, is still a top three mid laner. He finally won a title. I think this has got this guy's been essentially like a, a weaker version of Jensen, as you would say. M maybe a weaker version of Jensen to a certain extent for EU. Criminally underrated. A lot of people don't uh, see how good this guy really is. He's been the main consistent part of Rogue ever since uh, they brought him in to their organization. He's been very, very good for them. Comp and Trimby are if not like the best bot lane coming into this winter split. So I think that's going to be good. Now, I think the reason why they're going to be first in this split is because they're all they're changing is just one player, you know? Now, when you uh, talk about spring split, I think you could probably make the assessment that they might not be first, but I think that since all these other teams are making these big, big, big changes, you know, I think a team that is keeping four, essentially most of their roster right, or four-fifths of their roster, you know, is going to be very effective for them. Like, that already inbuilt synergy is going to be very good for them. Now, I also think there's a world where they're not going to initially hit the ground running, kind of like with 100 Thieves uh, last year, where they were a returning champion, and they didn't initially hit the ground running, but when they did, it really ramped up. That's what I think is going to happen. They're going to not hit the ground running. They're going to struggle for a few weeks, but then I think 
you're start you're going to start to see why this roster is really good. I still see these players as very good players, given the fact that they pretty much all exceptionally shined very well last year. I mean, Malron coming in was about as good as Yankos in a lot of good uh, scenarios and games. Actually, last year the high Yankee solid Malron has, I think it's going to be beneficial for Shigenda. Maybe Odawamne had them in the style where you couldn't like flex certain champions, but we'll see how 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 that goes. Uh, I think they'll still do very well. Will they be first overall? We'll have to see. But I, I, I think if not first, I think they'll still be easily a top three, top four team. Like, I just don't see a world where they get below fourth. Now, Rogue has pretty much always put up impressive regular season records. I mean, this org has finished, what, 14 and four, 15 and X. Like, this org has put up some good regular season numbers. So it's not like... So there's nothing for me to go like, well, no, they're just going to be shit this time around. There's no evidence to support that. There's clearly no evidence to support that. Their play style, you could easily figure it out as Warren's brought up. You can, you can do it, but I got to see these teams actually do that to exploit that play style. I mean, anyone can have a certain play style. It's all depending on how you actually exploit it. Also, if you're now just watching, make sure you guys uh, smash the like button. Our goal is to obviously hit five likes on these streams. And I've made some, you know, other announcements at the beginning part of this stream that I want you guys to also watch. We are going to be doing a brand new series called Competitive Predictions, which is going to have its first episode out before the LEC 2023 winter split begins. So be on the lookout for that. And then the next week, we'll have the LCS episode and then we'll have the LEC episode. So that's what's going to end up happening. So just only this week, you're going to get the LEC episode. And then after that, it'll be LCS, then LEC. But yeah, those are my LEC 2023 winter split uh, power rankings, actually. I, I think my biggest question mark right here, obviously, is going to be Fnatic, given the fact that Reckless Rooks bot lane, I'm not too hyped about it. I mean, I'm just not that sold on this bot lane, right? I'm not even sold on their top side that much either, but I think it's going to be a better top side than a lot of the other teams who are just having new players come in. The reason why potentially Fnatic could also get even lower is because if the other teams with not arguably better players synergize down the road of the split it can also get worse for them as well so fanatic is my question mark my dark horse is going to be uh team vitality given their high potential with bow and uh given their high potential with kaiser and bow it's definitely there like, and and i want bow to do well uh, imagine bow Obviously, going from you know the whole match fixing fiasco to winning LEC, that would be crazy, wouldn't it? That'd be crazy. I hope Bilby does it. So they're my dark horse. Is Team Vitality? Uh, Mad Lions is still a question. Mad okay. I think Oliver brought this up earlier. Mad Lions is ooh, like Niski Elyoya, good pairing. But if Hillisane can pair up with Niski. That could be a really good mid-jungle duo, honestly. So, yeah, that is what I give you guys right there. So make sure you guys screenshot this. So if I'm wrong about all my predictions, you can come back and make fun of me. Um, but this is not just for, like, the regular split standings. I think these are going to be the standings after it's over, too. I have to make sure I always emphasize that. This is what I personally think is what the standings will look like after everything is said and done after the split is over. I think G2 and Koi will be the teams going to MSI. So now before we leave, we're going to talk about 
uh, what Warren want to talk about, which is the LPL. So what's been going on in the LPL? Mr. Black Man. So uh, uh, RNG has changed up. Um, a Lots of things have changed. Of... Scout is on L- LNG. LNG. Yeah. Shout um, who's on Weibo. You're yeah. like, wait, what? Yeah. Um, uh, Rookie is on Top Esports. Top Esports. That's fucking crazy. Sword Art is on Anyone's Legends. Anyone's Bitch. Um, uh, T, T, oh, uh, Ultra Prime has uh, TT few. has Juan Fang. If you guys are interested where he's at, Juan Fang is on their roster. Yagao yeah. is on BLG now. <laughs> Hope yeah. got banished to World Elite. Yeah, so there's a lot of changes all oh, around. Oh, so. this new hyped up top laner on IG called YSKM, right? Yeah. Looked pretty that. good last night. I mean, Breathe did run it down into him on Cassante, but now they have the now the LPL has Kitty as a new commentator. She's uh interesting, I'll say. Yeah, yeah, too much makeup though, man. Oh yeah, I'm I'm, I'm sure you care so much. <laughs> no, no, she's she's her commentary wasn't too bad. I think it's because Dagda is gonna be on LEC because he said he's not doing uh yeah, he's oh, on. He yeah. got announced today to be the on the LEC broadcast. Now, Chaz and me will cover some of the LPL BO3s and the LCK BO3s happening later on tonight, actually. But I wanted to make sure I go over the series. I love, I just know, I support RNG and the LPL. They're the LPL team that I root for. But oh my God, did Gala run it down in one of these games? Holy fuck, dude. So I'm not going to go over the whole entire game, but Gala rushed Bloodthirster. This man rushed Bloodthirster. They gave over Cassidin. You do not give over Cassidin in this patch. Or if I see an LCS team or LCS team just give over Cassidin, you, oh god, you deserve to lose the game. Like Cassidin is mega broken with those changes. I would honestly say that guy, that champ is an insta ban. Um, I, I think the Cinder pick in this game wasn't that good. Never really got the true value out of it. Now breathe into into him. That's why he ended up losing the rest of the game. That's just inting. I don't know what the fuck he was smoking, walking into a Jax that can just counter-strike you under the turret. Then if he hits you twice, his other empowered auto comes in and... Let me test it. I hate you so much. Um, <laughs> Way was playing Poppy, kind of like how Chaz probably plays the support champ. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, Chaz. <laughs> just kidding. Oh, God. Yeah, RNG looked like shit last night. Bunny, this man was running it. And by running it, this man was on car- the karma game he had. This man was sprinting it. I, I don't think this is an indicator of RNG being garbage, but this was bad drafting, bad gameplay. So a lot of people are gonna ask, why did why why would you pick Caitlyn? Okay, so the reason why you pick Caitlyn in pro play is to obviously get lane dominance, get early turret plates. You rotate Caitlyn to dragon, you rotate Caitlyn to rift herald, and then you rotate to mid. Basically, like you got to keep the tempo of the game going. So if you don't have high tempo with a certain team comp or how you want to play the game, the Caitlyn pick is useless unless you're just picking Caitlyn for the late game, which is not what LPL teams pick Caitlyn for. You're picking Caitlyn for lane dominance and rotating her on the map, and they did not do none of that as well as they could have. Now, they did get turret plates in this game. They, for the good 15 minutes, they were doing what Caitlyn should have. Like, they were doing it, and you're like, okay, this could probably work. Gala was like 50 CS above. Uh, on and look right there, he was definitely still winning in CS. 
bad item optimization from Gala. Bunny missed every Ash Arrow, breathed, ran under turret against a Jax. Like, that's going to ever fucking work out. Yeah, I think... I think I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't be upset if RNG don't make worlds or anything, um, because this the is a new roster. You think now without Shahu, they, they they can't win anymore? I mean, they made worlds without him before, and then they. I mean, that was they, a Uzi though. They had Shahu only, so I mean, they're just you know sometimes. I mean, yeah. Ming is no. It's this is basically the way. Where did Ming breathe. go? Actually, huh? Where did Ming go? Where, where, where uh, they're, they're trying like to negotiate something like because he's not playing right now. Okay, I think it's crazy how guys the all, all season's over and they're still negotiating to get Ming a team. Honestly, if I was Ming, I would have just kept playing on RNG. Maybe it's it's the money problems that RNG apparently have or whatever. Why it's like why is he even there? And, and like this is just so bad. There was moments in this game where Waze just caught out. You see how Malka game he played? That was he was running it. I was like, damn, dude. All this was bad. This was all bad. The draft is bad. The fucking this is not RNG. I don't know who showed up. That 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 was G and R or some shit that showed up in this game. NRG. That was NRG. It's energy. Energy. This was not RNG. And then Breeze was like, you know what? Give me Fiora. I'll beat him. He didn't. He did not do anything. Like, why? Why would you go back into that? Breathe, what are you doing? Uh, YSKM, definitely a great player. Ah, this guy's got a bright future, I can see. If, if, if this guy does well in IG this year, I can see easily another top tier. I can whip uh, out my IG icon. Okay, IG, baby. <laughs> I think this the top laner played well. I, I I liked what I saw out of him. I, I think he played great. And RNG definitely need to fix up how they want to play the game. You cannot play Caitlyn playing this kind of way. You cannot play... Caitlyn, passive. Why were you... They try to play Caitlyn as if, like, you're playing some scaling comp. Like, no. Caitlyn, in competitive play, has to move around the map. You have to get things done. You have to play the game fast. Not fast as, like, you're just making stupid mistakes, but, like, there's a time limit Caitlyn has for how powerfully strong is in the early game, and she essentially falls off mid-game, but late game, she's still strong, too. So, that's it with RNG. I didn't get a chance to see their match against OMG. Apparently, they stomped OMG pretty hard, but, I mean, it's OMG. Everyone stomps OMG. Like, um, everyone stomps OMG. OMG's garbage. WE got a win, so they can't go 0-6, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I saw that, yeah. I feel bad for Hope, man. Hope went from winning LPL, going top four at Worlds, to being on World Elite. Holy God. Like, I, like, I... That's just way... Uh, yeah, I, I, I agree, man. That fucking yeah. sucks. Oh, Ruler uh, debuted, got a pentakill. We'll cover all, all more of these games on, on Thursday, but just want to give you guys the lowdown of what happened with RNG last night. Uh, what else have you been seeing in the LPL? Actually, uh, I thought I thought um, I thought uh, that the um, LNG looked okay. Uh, I thought RA looked did pretty different. They decided uh, LNG. They, not, 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 not LNG. I thought RA looked better. Like, I think getting real, uh, uh, iBoy was a good thing. It's, it's They're doing so crack! <laughs> that's, that's always a funny uh, thing. Good one. Uh, they finally played through Cube. So that was, because uh, I like RA. I think they're a good team. Um, rare ass? You think rare ass is good? I mean, 
I think they I think they can make playoffs at least. Me me a second. Hello, hello, ma'am. Want to set up the one on one? There we go. All right. So yeah, guys, that is gonna be pretty much it. We'll cover more of these LPL BO3s on Thursday. If Warren wants to join, we're gonna do it at 6 30 p.m. PST or 7 my time around then. Uh, uh, uh the LPL. Yeah, I for those. I I've just yeah, yeah. Uh, just I'll so everybody I'll I'll give you the list of best of threes we're gonna cover, okay? Okay. We can't cover that, everything. That, yeah, right, right. Uh, just so everybody knows, I will probably not be a part of any LCS. I just don't like how they're going about uh, mm-hmm. the structure, and I just figure if anyone's like a fan of me out there or whatever, I just, I just randomly everyone just will randomly ask for Warren. They're like Warren's been here for like weeks. Is he dead? No, guys, he's alive. Um, that's not Yeah, I'm just busy with stuff, but. Uh, my focus will be watching LPL and LEC. I just don't like the direction. I still will root the teams I will root for are C9 and TSM because those are the two orgs I like to watch mm-hmm. uh, internationally, and I've always rooted for those two teams. But uh, I don't. I will not participate. Participating. Um, yes. So for competitive predictions, I'll have Warren on, and it's not going to be like you know how we used to do before. We just pick the winners out of the matches or whatever. It'll be more like going over the hype matchups would be like the underrated matchups you should probably look at. Uh, now, the LEC episodes for competitive predictions will have to be out latest Friday, but earliest we'll try and do it like Tuesday, Wednesday uh, for you guys. So we'll have okay. that done. But just this week, LEC has to be first because next week, LCS has to be first because LCS starts on Thursdays now. LEC starts on Saturday now. Also, LEC, guys, runs Monday too. So, also, I mentioned two Cloud9 podcast episodes a week now because, well, fuck. Like, the days are so split. I can't do it all together anymore. There'd be too much to talk about, and I, I can't. I just can't. Like, when things were Saturday, like, Friday, Saturday, Sunday focus, it was more easier. But now with it split between Thursday, Friday, Saturday through Monday, it's going to be too hard. So, LEC, I'll probably end up doing with Warren or whoever, like, Tuesday, Wednesday, whenever. And then Thursday, we'll have... Oh, like Friday will probably no Saturday will be like LCS or something like that. Well, I have to figure out the days because it's it's hard, guys, going through this year. They they change so much, so we'll get it figured out. But thank you guys for all your continued support. Make sure you guys like the stream, comment down below. See you guys later. Peace.